The Morning Struggle Podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.blueclovertherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. This is gold. This is radio gold this morning. Now I had to buy another mug um, because I lost my, my, my Yeti. You didn't. I went from Yeti to Arctic. You know, you know where it's at. But it takes a little while for me to go go there and get it. You just have to go to Station 2 and go get it. It's, so, it's all the way down the street. Okay, so the next time that I want to get another coffee cup, because I also have this problem, you right. cannot give me any flack because you already have bought so many of these same mugs. But you keep buying ceramic mugs, and according to whatever episode we did, which coffee mugs hold heat the longest, your mugs are like way down the list. Yeah, but I don't want my mugs to hold the heat. I don't like really hot coffee like you do. You like the lukewarm coffee. Like not cold coffee. Not, not like cold iced coffee. coffee. I don't mind that, but But like lukewarm. Whew. All right. We're off to a we're off to a rocky, fighty start already. I know. It's kind of feisty. Welcome this to season two. Hey guys. Yeah. It's okay. the second season now. So, um, for those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. I am Ty, aka Husband Handsome Face. Yep. And I am Jesse slash jesse the therapist and we've got this podcast the morning struggle yep we talk about habits of successful people mm-hmm. and how we're implementing them into our lives and hopefully you can implement them into your lives build better you yeah exactly well and and you should know we're not perfect at these so no. we are we are trying them just the way that you are and we talk yeah. about our struggles in them yeah. as well because nobody's perfect but implementing these things seems to be very helpful according to all of the research we yeah. bring you. so Yeah, we throw in some history, we do some research on the science behind these these habits, mm-hmm. and then we talk about action plan, how to implement them. Yeah. So should we get right into it? Let's do it. What are we talking about today? We were talking about routines. Routines, and this was a came from a listener comment. Mm-hmm. They wanted to hear about routines. So routines. let's talk about how to develop routines. This day in history. All right, so this one was another one that's hard to come up with the history of routines. You are welcome. Because I'm pretty sure like phytoplankton has a routine. Like they wake up in the morning, they get some sun, then they float around. You know, so like everybody's got- Did you got, talk to some phytoplankton? Yeah. So, um, but everybody, so everybody's got a routine, right? So there's like no right. history of routines. But I found an article online about habits or routines of successful and highly creative people. Ooh, so we're gonna, like this. we're gonna go through a few of them. Like when they sleep, when they work- and then some commonalities and some some interesting things I found between them. Cool. So essentially, this talks about, like I said, sleep. So Ludwig van Beethoven, he went to bed like at 10 o'clock, right? Okay. Freud, not till one. Sigmund Freud. Freud was so weird. He, he was, was a, on so much cocaine. He was, a, he was a night owl, yep. Yeah. Charles Dickens, famous writer. Yeah. Right? Um, about midnight. So late guy. Oh, uh-huh. Um, Let's see here. Mozart, one o'clock. He was a late guy going to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, André de Blazac. Ooh. He's a writer. Okay. He went to bed at six. 
but what he woke mean? up, he went to bed at six at, at night. In the afternoon? Yeah. Like, like oh, you would like to do. he's my hero. I would love that. Yeah. But he woke up at you have one. at five. Uh-huh. And then you go, go to, bed to bed at six. six. Yeah. But he woke up at 1 a.m. to start working. So. Yeah, but you could if you go to bed I, at I guess, six. I guess that's true. Yeah. Do you um, think I should adopt that? Maybe. Oh maybe you gosh, should. That'd be amazing. Um, Gustave Flaubert. He wrote uh, Madame Bovary. Oh. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that at Bovary. Anyway, he he worked in the middle of the night. So he worked oh. until like three in the morning and then went to bed. Oh. And then he got up, you know, at whatever, 11. These creative types yeah. apparently are out at night. Thomas Mann. So there were only two people on this list. So Thomas Mann went to bed at 10, got up at 9. Darwin went to bed at midnight, got up at 10. But, uh, oh, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was like our nine to fiver. Oh, was he? Yeah, he like he, he, he went to bed at ten. Visit. He woke up at five, started his day. He had a lot of socializing. One thing I noticed was sleep. Only Darwin and Thomas Mann took naps. Really? So they 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 blocked out a nice chunk of time for naps. Most of the others did not take a nap during the day. Oh. But everybody wakes up. Then they start their day with like breakfast and socializing. Sure. Then they most of them get right into primary work. So primary or secondary work, you know, like what your job is or oh, secondary work saying. is like what your kind of uh, maybe second employment my... or side work or, or tasks or chores. Okay. Right. And then they socialize again for lunch. What do you mean like lunch. mid-lunch? Yeah, oh, they socialize again for that lunch. That was one thing I found about um, way back in the day about they so there's a lot of socialization during meals uh-huh. and not eating at your desk and things. Yeah. And then again, they most of them socialize at night. But the the thing that was cool is a lot of the social socialization mm-hmm. um, was big. It, it was really chunked out. It's not like, hey, I got oh. up, I got my coffee, I put my toast, and I went to work. Mm-hmm. It's I took an hour or two. Or Ben Franklin, he took three hours in the morning to eat and socialize. I don't know if we should be taking a lot of tips from Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin's amazing. He's on the hundred dollar bill. Yeah, that's very true. However, he had like wives or slash mistresses. Like all over the world. If you judge a man by his mistresses, you have just looked at the surface of that man. Oh, is that how that works? Is that that philosophical? That was amazing. Yeah. So, um, and then a lot of them exercised. So, exercise is on this little chart thing saying that most of them exercise for a few hours a day. And, and yeah, some of them were just walking or gardening or doing whatever. But, um, but yeah, a, a lot of them, even these writers, and uh, composers, they're all working out an hour or two a day. Oh, nice. So just it's part of their daily routine. That's not like a, hey, I got to work out three times a week at the gym. It's like every day I do something active. And oh, I think I that like spurs that. a creativity. And a lot of it's outside activity. Right. You know, like walks or runs or gardening or strolls through their estates or whatever there are. Whoa. But anyway. We so need an estate to stroll through. Th- I think everybody needs an estate to at stroll least, through. Yeah. Or maybe we could like share one yeah and then everybody could rent it for their morning coffee right but so anyways and so like ben franklin slept he got up he socialized then he went to work then he socialized then went to work and they socialized for like five hours before bed he had a lot of mistresses so i guess five hours yeah mistresses yeah he did all right so or at least i know he had one in france right i watched a documentary on it i can't remember her name i thought it was really interesting okay um, but like Victor Hugo, he woke up and he socialized to like lunch what? and then he did a little bit of work. He was a writer and then he socialized again. He did some exercise. Did so, he work a lot at night though? Um, 
Sometimes those creative types will like no, stay till kidding. midnight. Or... Yeah, a lot of them will work in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, Maya Angelou, Maya Angelou. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, Maya. Um, she was pretty typical. Gets up in the morning, hour and a half of breakfast, and oh. and um, then her commute. And she works kind of her normal day, and like goes home, kind of does some chore stuff, and then just socializes through the evening. So the the cool one though I like on this one is Charles Darwin. Do you know who Charles Darwin is? I do. We're just making sure. I mean, I throw some weird names out there. I so, know who Darwin is. Some of these others I'm, I'm not as familiar, but... Darwin. So this is like a pie chart thing of when what they, you know, what, what they oh, did during the neat. day. And Darwin is all over the place. What do you mean? All over the place. Like he wakes up, then he works out, then he does solitary breakfast, which is like his, his eating. Then he does his primary work, then he does secondary work, and then he does primary work again, then he exercises again then he does some more eating and then he does more work and then he takes a nap and then he exercises again and then he does more work and then he socializes for a few hours and then he does more work and then he goes to bed what is this this? dude worked out three times a day he's (laughs) evolving his body i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of darwin Mm -hmm. he's like schwarzenegger buff is he no he's not (laughs) i've never seen a picture of darwin anyway there you go so there's there's some famous people in history and so the, the the bottom line I got out of this is everybody kind of incorporates a lot of that exercise and socialization into their life. They make, oh. they make it a priority to do that every single day. Because if you yeah. just work and just sleep, you, you kind of you, you kind of get burned out and, and life's not enjoyable anymore. Well, and this idea of like the daily grind where we wake up, we, like you said, we wake up, we eat toast, we on our way to our commute right and then we get there and we work and we drudge through our day right and then we go have our solid solitary lunch right. in the you know little cafe kitchen thing in the office or you and grab then, some fast food and you yeah, eat and your car eat, yeah car yeah. or at your desk and then yeah. you drudge through the rest of your day and then you you know that that is not the most effective no not even close so okay. that's interesting yeah there you go there's a history of successful hat routines i like that okay perfect you ready to get into the science routines? Let's do that. All right, here we go with the science. Okay, you ready for science stuff? I'm ready for science. Walk me through it. Okay, so here is the thing with routines that I found. We probably should narrow this down a little bit. So, just, so, just a smidgen. Why? Because there's a million different things about routines and there's a million different ways to go about this. Okay. So this, I think, will be kind of the broader one. And at some point, I'm going to go through and cut them into spaces where, like, how do we implement this specific type of thing? Or, okay, so we're not talking about specific routines. We're just talking about having a routine in general? Yeah, and why and why this is actually quite important. The reason why this came up for us is because summertime has been a... Cluster. A nightmare. Yeah, it it's so hard when the kids are around all the time. I love our kids, and they are such good kids. But sometimes, I just want to give them away. It's, like I, I love them to death, but oh my gosh, school is school creates routine, right? Yeah, and it creates routine in all of us. Right. And after you know, we've talked about it. Where like you're with your fire schedule. We don't have like Mondays I do this and Wednesdays I do this. And so we've been trying to incorporate that. And it's really difficult specifically now that we're in summertime. Right. So um, so looking at research, uh, Michigan State has come up with some really cool like organization routine type research. And what they found is that uh, when you start establishing a routine about two to three weeks in, 
which again, that's about the time habits come into play. Right. Um, that you develop time management, which of course, but specifically with executive function and self-control within that executive function routine set. So it becomes easier. Yeah. Which is really interesting because you get um, uh, an uptick in the activity in your frontal lobe. Okay. So right? what, 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 why would that matter if it's more uptick in your frontal lobe? Because your frontal lobe is so important to all of these like self-control and um, emotional control and how we think about things, how we manage logic and emotion. Um, so it like, just kind of solidifies it in your frontal cortex. Yeah, it really it really brings all of that action and all your decision makings to the front. Oh. Um, because just we make a ton of decisions throughout the day, and we've talked about this. Um, so we're not making primal decisions. I need sugar in my body. I need to go, you know, do these these quick fix things. It's like right. I can now think forethought, or I can think forward thinking, and make decisions based on what I'd like. Right, you're in the more future. yeah, and you're more likely to do that in a very positive way for yourself, right? Versus someone who has is more impulsive. Okay, and so so the fact that your brain changes, you know, I love that. Uh, I love this idea, but there's there's also general self regulation, which again would be in that frontal lobe, and self soothing and resiliency. So being able to handle see and because I I wanted to contradict this like I'm because me I am very structured usually. And I want everything to be exactly the way that it is. That is actually not a healthy routine because your routines change a little bit. You know, maybe you're late or there's a car accident or something like that. Right. So the more that you could develop a healthy routine, the more likely you are to have that executive functioning. And that way you can make those decisions, but still stick to a relative routine. So you, f- you figure out the intent behind your routine, not the actions behind your routine. Right. Okay. So even though I I am... You, not so much at home, but at work and other things that I do, right. I am very structured. Right. And so, but I get kind of freaked out if something changes. I, I, that's not a healthy routine either. I have to be able to adapt and I need to use that frontal lobe so I can self-regulate and self-soothe when those things happen. Right. Right. So the more that I get into routines that can also be flexible, the more likely I am to be able to manage those things. And we're, we're bad about this. With what? With, with flexibility in our routines. We don't like. Yeah. We don't do you like... get upset though when the schedule changes, like I do? No, but I change the schedule. You are. You are. are sometimes I know. Sometimes my frustration. I know. Because, I, because you, then you're like, oh, we're gonna go buy a, a door, or I'm gonna take down this wall because you randomly take down walls in our house. I like that. You really do. Yeah. So, or create new doorways, or create new whatever, and which is fantastic, and I love the aftermath. But like in the moment, I'm like, no, we're going to. The but grocery you, store yeah, or whatever. You want me to say, hey, six months from now, I'm planning on changing your routine to this direction. In in theory, but that's not a healthy type thing. So you like so I'm would, not I, I'm not at fault. Wait, 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 wait. Listeners in the in the interwebs. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Did no. we just hear I th- I'm gonna count it. You're I'm gonna count it that Jesse said it's not my fault. All okay. right, keep going. Okay. Science. <laughs> All right. Well, that you just talked me into a corner there. I like it. That's ridiculous. Anyway, so I need a healthy routine, right? Okay. Where okay. I can be more flexible. So if you randomly take down a door in the house or a wall. You're not upset. I'm not. Or I'm less upset. Okay. I'm still going to be upset. That's ridiculous. That's way too many walls. And then one thing that we started implementing is the, because the, we have weekly meetings oftentimes, but they're not on the same day. 
Um, we are having monthly meetings now at this point to organize everybody in our family and all of the things they want to do and all the things that I'm doing and all the things you're doing. Um, and the cool thing about that is that you're creating connection and you're creating a team atmosphere, which helps us relax. It helps us calm down. If the, the schedule does change, we can let that other person know what's going on. And so we, we feel just generally socially connected if other people are a part of our routine planning. Okay. Like anything else, it's easier with the team. Yep. It's easier with the buddy. Yep, exactly. Because okay. it's somebody to keep you kind of accountable for what's going on. And then it's also someone, it's another brain to be to problem solve things. Okay. So um, the most important elements to add to your routine, and this has been a relatively new piece. Harvard Medical School talked about, um, has kind of this list of like things that you should add into your routine. And then um, it was replicated um, with, who was it? New York University did all these different, like what things people really need to add to have the most boom for their routines. And um, exercise in the morning. In the morning. In the morning. It can't just be exercise. It's got to be in the morning. Right. Well, and, and exercise, don't be like, oh, I missed six o'clock. I can't exercise. It's not that kind of situation, but it's um, it's most effective um, and it wakes up your body and it balances hormones like cortisol. Oh, so like oh, there it is. There's a cortisol. <laughs> well, but cortisol is not really necessarily a bad thing because it does get us going in the morning. Just in excess. It's yeah, just in excess. So, and, and over long term continual right. cortisol right dumps. exactly okay. so so with exercise it assists in that process of balancing those things out along with other hormones um in a productive way and not like a, in a medication way or whatever um so it, it makes it so your body can do its own work which is awesome um uh, fix your posture which is super important it, so it, when our posture is actually good Right, our digestion's better. Our, our, we can eat like the food that's sitting in our stomach can be digested better. We breathe easier. Um, our confidence actually goes up based on posture. And um, but the majority of this population now, we're all looking at computers and hunching over. We're doing our iPhone. We're doing we get iPhone next. Yeah, like our yeah. The what did they say? There's like a a horn growing on the back of our necks. Yeah, I, I saw remember, some yeah. stupid. It was probably made up. It doesn't. I couldn't find it actually replicated medically, but. I was like, oh, no, we're all growing horns on the back of our necks. Um, so what I would want you to do is to sit on the edge of a chair and um, hunch all the way over, like curl over like you're about to get attacked or something. And then um, hyperextend to the point where your your uh, arms are like all the way back. So you're over-exaggerating. Like flash dance. <laughs> okay. So every morning you exercise and then you flash dance it. Okay. That I... Jesse Didn't told even think us about to. that. Yep. Flash so dancing. when I'm at work mm -hmm. at the fire station yeah. and I do the flash dance and I pull the chain and all the water comes down on me, yeah. the guys are like, what are you doing? I say, Jesse told me I got to incorporate this into my routine. Okay. Fixing my posture. So you do, you do the back thing. Sorry. Yeah, you do the back thing and then you come back in about 10%. Okay. Okay. You want your shoulder blades to really be back and you want to feel like you're breathing easy. Your chest is open. Yep. Your chest is hunched. open. Okay. Yep. Um, and so it's, that's really, really important. Um, also moving around every hour that you're awake. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if let's say you work at a desk job or like, get up. yeah, like in therapy, um, I move around and do stuff. Sometimes I'll do jumping jacks. I'm sure my co-therapists are like, what is happening in there? But, um, but moving around every single hour is very important. It's just getting blood flow going. Um, no blue light or devices for at least 30 minutes to an hour before bed. Okay. And, and I say 30 minutes to an hour because there's studies that say 30 minutes and then there's studies that say an hour. Um, 
but um, really you shouldn't have any blue light. Yeah. It's just easiest to take your electronics out of your room. Yeah, we say that, but then you put our phones back in the bedroom. Well, because what if someone comes in the house in the middle of the night to murder us, and you don't ha- we don't have our cell phones in our room to call 911? So random house murderings happen all the time? So the murderer comes in the house. Yeah. I lock myself in, in the house. The kids are on their own. They're resilient. <laughs> They'll do their thing. And I call 911, and then that I hide in the not, closet. <laughs> Does that make sense? Not, um, no, we now we have that cool app that wakes you up slowly. Yeah. So that works great. So th- what we would need to do is be conscious of not like flipping through it is away yeah. from our bed bed yeah but. like it's on a desk but making sure that we don't go check the time with that we check the time okay. on the so half hour no screens half hour to an hour yeah okay. and then this one i thought was really interesting was clean your sheets at least once a week i'm good with that i do that you don't you i allow never you to your... i allow my my oh, routine you, you allow me first of all you don't let me do laundry because you say i don't do it right you don't do it right it's it's a machine you put a button <laughs> You, you don't do it right. Put the pod in the laundry. You push the button, and it's done. You don't separate things. You don't like that. My my, I, I delicate do. washes. You don't you don't separate those. You don't you don't even like when you put away the laundry. Even when you take it out of the dryer, you just like throw it on there, and then it's all wrinkly. And then I have to put it back in the dryer. I don't and- throw it on there. I gently lay it out but on top you, of the dryer, but not in a way that would prevent wrinkling. Well, that's we we live in a dry climate. It's there things oh are my gosh. wrinkly. We're not talking about this. You're not doing laundry. <laughs> All right, but we need to do our once laundry. a week. Wash your sheets. Wash your wash your sheets, and I do it um, every six days. I want to say because that's how your set rolls. Right. Um, and that I I really enjoy clean sheets. That's a pretty common one. But yeah. what what's interesting is it reduces sickness, reduces allergies, um, reduces the odds of infection, okay. and then um, reduces skin irritation in general. Okay, those are all I like. Not having any of those things. Yeah, those are all positive things. So, okay. um, yeah, so those are things that you can start implementing, and um, yeah, and they're they're shown to be the most bang for your buck, if you will. Okay. Yeah. So those are the things you want to implement into the routine. Yep. Okay. So should we get into coffee segment? Let's get into the, to- the is coffee. That, oh, segment. sorry. Is that all, all we That's have all for science? That's all I got. Yeah. And we we talked about cortisol, so I'm good. Yeah, I know. I'm good with the science. Section. I feel like we should have a scoreboard. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into coffee review. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Okay, you ready for a coffee segment? Yeah, I think so Okay, so what are we drinking this morning? I have no idea it's Steamboat Coffee Company. From Colorado. From Colorado. Nice. Morning Gloria. It's a dark roast. And this was brought to us by Dan Harris mm. at Station 2. Oh, He's no one of our uh, medic laterals. Uh-huh. Good fireman, good paramedic, and uh, now good coffee connoisseur, apparently. Ooh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So thank you, Dan. Um, But just like anything, we paid for it, right? No freebies. We, yeah. We don't do it. So full disclaimer, we want to pay for our coffee so we can give honest reviews. Yes. So this is a dark roast from a little kind of boot, boutique-y craft uh, roaster in Colorado. I love Steamboat Coffee Company, not Coffee Roasters. Oh, There's okay. Steamboat Coffee Roasters and Steamboat Coffee Company, and this is Steamboat Coffee Company. Okay. So what, what do you think? I think it's good. Um, I think it's really good. Yeah. It's it, it's smooth. It's smooth. I, I always like the, the, the we're gonna sound like we're 
pretentious here, but but the notes in it, it it's a very rich. It's got a buttery flavor, mm-hmm. right? A buttery, buttery texture. It has very very smooth after effect and mm-hmm. aftertaste. You know, you kind of usually get like overly roasted coffee and maybe it's bitter like coffee. Yeah. And it's got that t- like tart end to it. Mm-hmm. Not even close here. Yeah. I am. I was very pleasantly surprised. You know, like you have the coffee and the only negative I have on this is the bag. There. I want. Yeah, I want it to be. But I should. We should probably get one of those coffee bean vessels. You know yeah. that like lets CO two off gas. And then doesn't let oh oxygen gosh, in. Oh my gosh, you're going to buy more coffee things? Well, it's just, I mean, so you I when, mean, I'm totally coffee, on board, but. Oxygen oxidizes the coffee, right? Yeah. And so it makes it stale. Uh-huh. That's why you grind your beans yourself because that leads to the least amount of oxidation. Yeah. If they're don't already buy ground, ground, there's a lot coffee. of surface area for oxygen to hit. But yeah. it's just the outside of the coffee bean that gets oxidized if you have coffee beans, right? right. But this, the bag was just kind of, I mean, it's, it's like a little local shop bag you know it's yeah it's nothing fancy it didn't have like the tie to it so the only thing if i got on, on is the bag to be honest with you is but the, the coffee the inside function? the bag standby is it the the function of the bag or yeah is the it function the... of the bag did oh. you see it it's got a little bike guy on it yeah i think it's cutesy yeah yeah, yeah. it's a little brown yeah. bag i mean pretty the, typical this is pretty it's the the wire thing what is that the little twist tie thing i don't the, know what it's called yeah yeah but i mean like there was no there was no wire thing on it yeah so however again we got to realize it's a Kind of a yeah, smaller a little, roast small company. Lo- local a, company. So yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm going to give them a pass on the bag. I like it. Because the coffee's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think it's good. Like really, like really good. So um, yeah. So Dan, thank you. This was super good. Dan, you're the nice best. Nice and dark, nice and rich. But they've got, um, but they've got, yeah, an assortment of brands, Morning Gloria and you mean roast? espresso they have a, a variety of roasts Bobby's blends, variety of roasts i'm sorry will you will you tell people what the website is yeah so it's steamboatcoffeecompany.com and they'll ship it to you awesome. and price looks like it's actually fairly cheap what yeah like i mean shipping might might add or add a little bit um but you know 15 bucks for the full pound not just the 12 ounce bags oh that's actually pretty so good so it's actually really really reasonable like, because the pound bag at Starbucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, so I mean, you're you're looking at a pretty good price, too. So we might actually have to order a few bags of this. Yeah. So I like coffees that have, like, are the small batches and are, um, there's love. Yeah. You can feel the love in it. So I just read this this morning, though. Tell me about so they're thinking these, like, the kind of more boutique higher end coffee growers yeah. might start going by the wayside, like El Salvador. Um, there's, you know, you're on volcanic soil or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're like on the hillside and they're picking these beans by hand. Oh. But coffee has gotten so competitive and prices have been cut so much. Yeah. That these next generation coffee bean farmers. Yeah. Are not wanting to take over the farms. So the kids oh. of coffee farmers are not wanting to do it. And then you add Brazil on top of that because Brazil can produce like four times the amount of coffee per hecka acre hectare what hectare whatever per no acre what of land or whatever it is okay i don't know but they can produce about four times as much coffee per per volume or per area oh so they can flood the market with cheap coffee oh that's too bad so it's undercutting a lot of these prices so these kind of boutique coffee growers might start growing something else that's more lucrative hmm. they can grow lumber or other crops and just make more money so well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I was figuring you know, it was it's global all Starbucks. Warming. Yeah, I know. Oh, come on. Don't so, say that. But anyway, so anyway, <laughs> Steamboat Coffee Company. And that's all I, we got for the coffee review. Oh, we got to give it a rating. I give it a 
four and a half smiley faces. Okay, so here's the thing. I know that I say this every single time. You have to follow a system. If you don't follow the system, I can't make it uniform right. and it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Four smiley faces and a winky face. I'm I know. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm going to give it, I'm going to convert that into our system. Sounds great. Four and a half. Steamboat Coffee Company. Company. All right. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you, oh, do you have something else for a coffee segment? Yeah. I was going to talk about how your body wants you to drink your coffee. How, how does it want you to drink your coffee? So, um, because I, I've been in this debate of like, should you be eating, or eating caffeine? If you should be drinking caffeine, how much you should be drinking, how it actually works. Because everybody has their own version of what they like. And it is a beverage and it is something that everybody has a, a specific taste for. Um, but I found some interesting things. So um, drink your coffee or caffeine an hour after you wake up, which is not what we do. An hour after. An hour after. Okay. And the reason why is uh, there's some chemical reaction. I couldn't quite clarify it on there. Um that it affects your cortisol levels because in the morning, I know, and because in the morning, cortisol is really effective at getting you up and going. And that's actually what it's supposed to be doing. Okay. Okay. But then we take caffeine and it has some sort of reaction where it makes cortisol less effective. So the caffeine like takes its place. Oh. So like in, in like the short term, you look at it, well, you know, like, well, the caffeine's getting me up. I don't need the cortisol. But then it makes you more dependent on the caffeine to get going, and then you're more sluggish otherwise until your cortisol comes back into play. Like, let's say you go on a, a caffeine um, fast um, for cleanse. cleanse for like six weeks or whatever, then your cortisol will kind of go back and be natural in your body again where it has its natural rhythm. Whereas caffeine really messes that up. So when people I, are like, I notice that when I go off my caffeine, uh-huh. it takes me a while. But once I do, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got just as much energy, yeah. and I don't have my afternoon slumps. Right, and 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 so that's what that's what's happening yeah. is the cortisol levels not being as effective. Um, second, don't drink coffee past two, and I would also like to say maybe past noon, depending on how sensitive you are if you're male, female weight ratio, all that kind of stuff, um, because it messes up melatonin and sleep cycles, which we all know that, but yeah, yeah, but don't do it because there's like coffee dates at night. No, don't do that. Um, add cinnamon instead of any type of sugar. Like it's so black coffee with cinnamon. Right. Because what happens is first off, cinnamon is, um, has a lot of antioxidants, which everybody loves that word. Um, it's also anti-inflammatory. Another good one. Which is super rad especially like for us we're very aware of inflammatory yes um food items because of the bells because the bells jesse's got the bells got the bells yep and it makes my face stop working so yeah. pretty pretty conscious of the of the anti-inflammatory yeah. diet yeah and then um it also steadies your blood sugar cinnamon has um the way that it's um constructed or whatever and how it uh, reacts yeah. yeah it will balance out your blood sugars and that's why you don't want to add sugar to it to your coffee, okay. even though it's super good right. around the holidays and whatnot to add that cinnamon and sugar um, because we want your body to be able to manage its own blood sugar without having these spikes and dips and all of that. So, okay. um, and then don't, yeah, again, don't add sugars. It just spikes your um, blood sugar. You have a crash later and then also um, pure sugar um, when you add it to specifically drinks like it's in baked goods and all that too, but specifically drinks, it has such a fast. Um, it's like already dissolved in solution. It's yeah. ready for your body to absorb. Yeah, to just take in really quickly. It has an um, um, inflammatory response in your body. Okay. Yeah. So that's Makes how. Sense. So basically, black coffee an hour after you wake up, 
Black coffee and cinnamon, cinnamon an hour. And mm-hmm. if you can't make it that hour, what do you do? I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe I mean, exercise. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I am not changing that I wake up in the morning to drink coffee, but I'm more conscious aware, conscious okay. of my process. Right. And maybe I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll do some case. So it's not about before. incorporating good habits. It's just understanding why we don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should we get into the, that's it for copy review? That is it for copy Let's review. Let's get into the action plan back on routines. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about how to implement these new routine items and just routines in general to our lives. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. All right, hit us with some knowledge. All right. (laughs) Love it. Um, So I want to note that routines, we have good routines and bad routines. So routines actually don't need to all be good. Routine is just something you do over and over Mm -hmm. again. Okay. So the first thing I would want you to do is to assess your current routine and um, either how to make it more effective or least harmful. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, So like if I really, if I wake up, 10 minutes earlier then I'd be able to not hit this traffic jam or whatever else. So, but just assessing what's actually happening. Um, and what is your end goal with this routine? Like with us getting the kids organized and our lives organized, we're trying to make the reduce stress levels and reduce this like, Oh, by the way, the kids have ballet, like these little shocks to the systems. We're like, Oh no, Wednesdays we do this. Right. Right. Um, and then also building specific skills, um, like make sure we do homework at a certain time, make sure that we're doing writing a certain time to make us more effective or reducing the things like, um, stopping and getting a burger and fries every time I come home from work. Right. If we have a routine with, with dinner, we don't have to do those exactly. bad habits. Exactly. So okay. we're trying to assess what's going on there. And then I want you to create a plan enlisting others in this plan. Okay. So like you're so my wait, buddy. wait, wait, hold on. You have to make a plan about how to pitch your plan. No, 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 no. Enlist people into this. So you just need to get everybody together. You got to get them all. Okay. I did say that weird. Yeah. Um, bring everybody together and okay. talk about this routine, but also talk about how everyone is going to be impacted by the routine. Again, it's easier if you have, have support. If right. you're, if you're a team, you know, you, you can do things a lot easier. Yeah. Like you should probably look at the calendars that I have. Staggered. I wrote on the calendar. I wrote a doctor's appointment for myself on the calendar. Oh, no way. So I am getting there. It's I know it's a slow process, but I'm part of this team. I'm I'm in the routine like and, and the calendar stuff. So There's only like six calendars in our house. I know. All being updated. I know. I know. I love calendars so okay, much. So, so you get together as a family yep, everybody. You know, or a team. If you don't have, like maybe you're single, you yeah. can get some friends together and be like, hey, this is what I do now. I can't go have drinks till one in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a routine. It'd be awesome if you guys joined me or at least supported me in this. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Yep. So bring everybody together. Add a new element to your routine that you think would enrich your well-being and health. Okay. So it can be one of those awesome ones that we talked about from Harvard so, and, okay. and Michigan. But but really finding something and being like, ooh, you know what? I should really run every morning. That would be okay. awesome. And the five things we talked about was exercise in the morning, yeah, what did we talk about? We talked Let's about see. exercise in the morning, no screen time, 30 minutes to an hour before bed. Yep, fix your posture. Fix your posture. Move when you're awake. Move, move every hour that you are awake. Yep, and then uh, clean your sheets. And clean your sheets. So maybe one of those Every college-age boy, clean your sheets at oh least gosh. every six days. That's not going to happen. I know. We're trying to change the world. That, one college big, male at a time. That's a big, big I'm task. All right. Okay, so, so maybe incorporate one of those or, or find your own. 
Maybe you're like, I just don't want to, yeah. I don't want to watch Netflix until one in the morning. Yeah. I, I'm going to go to bed at 930. Right. Or whatever. Okay. Right. And then, and get your buddy to be like, hey, you're watching Netflix till 10. You got to stop now. Yep. That kind of thing. Okay. Um, And then have a reassessment date. Like one month out, two months out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's Because here's the thing. Everybody has really good intentions about starting something. Right. And then no one says at this date we'll reassess. Because what happens is that if we have a deadline, if you will, then we we are more likely to keep up that routine because we know we have that deadline in which everybody's going to get back together and talk about how they did. And make it make you accountable. Yep, exactly. So because the last, I'm not going to eat... I'm not going to eat cheese anymore. Right. That's it. I'm not going to do it. But then after, you know, six months even, I'm starting to eat cheese again. And no one's reassessing me and saying, hey, hey, girl, you need to not eat cheese, right? Right. So that reassessment date is is probably the most important part of all of this. And that's where our monthly meetings come in and be like, okay, so how are we implementing this? And then you can also do some problem solving because maybe you love cheese and you don't want to get rid of cheese, but maybe assessing which cheeses would be okay for you and yada, yada, yada. Okay. So first thing, assess your current routine. Yep. Maybe write down in your journal because journaling is a big one. Journaling is a big one. So, But write down your routines, see what, where your faults or weaknesses are. Maybe try to eliminate those Yep. and then add in a good no, don't just like change your routine altogether right it's too no. hard to just yeah. say i'm gonna be a completely new person and you have a good routine somewhere like right. you're getting to work right right so so there's things that you can work with think of it more as like clay you're trying to, trying to optimize it, it and make it as as effective okay. as possible all right so so we self-assess yeah we create our we look at our routines we take out the bad stuff we put in a few good things or one good thing at a time get a buddy get a and then get a buddy get a to buddy. make you accountable and then look at it in the future yep all right and then go out there and build a better you <laughs> thanks guys thank you thank you